Good morning, Barashas, Avimayri. On Nun Hey Omidadav, where it says, Omar Av Yehuda, Shalesha Dwari Makatsim Yomok Ushmetu Shalodam. It's uh, probably about 20 or so lines down from the top. Uh, the line begins with the word Bukhudu, with all of them. So it says, Omar Av Yehuda, says, and says Av Yehuda, another member, Shalesha Dwari, there are three things, Makatsim Yomok Ushmetu Shalodam. Which calls a person's literally days and years to be cut short. Somebody to whom they give a sefer Torah to read from, and he doesn't read from it. So in other words, he gets an aliyah and he turns it down. His days are shortened. I once saw a shayla just uh, sort of where, where, where this, this was taken in, into consideration. There was somebody who once asked a shayla to a uh, to Rabbi Shmuel Vosner in Shevet Halevi. He wanted to know the a lot of the uh, few some Abrahim used to go to a shul where it was I think a Taimani shul where they had the Sefer Torah where it had in it it had certain marks and things. Now we know Alpiyadocha putting marks in a Sefer Torah can uh, make it possible because it damages the Masora. So he asked them what to do if they get called up. What are they supposed to do? We just said it cuts a person's life short if, he's, if he turns it down. On the other hand, if it's possible, what are they supposed to do? But he says the rod there says it's fine. So because of Shmuel he's done on, on the side of whether whether it does pass the Sefer Torah. I think it's more etched in. It was actually done. Uh, there's etched in marks into the Sefer Torah. So um, and at the end of it, he says, look, if you're asking whether the Sefer Torah should be made like that, he says it shouldn't really. But he says since the rod there allows it. He says you can rely upon that if a person gets called up. The still are trying not to be called up, but if he does get called up, rather than risking uh, falling into this category, since there is what to rely upon, you can rely on that rob, therefore it should, should go up. But the basic idea is we know that is a person's life, and therefore if he turns it down, he's uh, turning down life itself, and that's why the Katsun Yom Mishinus and that's the way the Marashal explains it. Next one is Koshal Baracha, the Borech, if he's given the Koshal Baracha to bench, and he doesn't take it. Same idea, we'll see in the Gemara in a second why this is. Ramani Gatsman Barabonus, and so to somebody who takes on Rabonus. So let's go to one by one. Sefer Torah, when it comes to the Sefer Torah, he's called up, he doesn't, he doesn't take the Aliyah. But it is your life, and it is the length of your days, and therefore if a person turns it down, he's turning down life itself, as we've explained. I will bless those who bless you. Now, the person who, who, who benches, he is the one who is going to say that he's going to, he's going to bench the Balabayas. You know, that's, that's that special Yerotzen that uh, the Balabayas we learned about, the, the, the guest has to say. And therefore, by him saying that, Hashem says, I will bless you. So therefore, so therefore, if... Um, if a person turns it down, ultimately he's turning down a bracha from HaKadosh Baruch Ultimately he's turning down a bracha from HaKadosh Baruch Somebody who um, takes Rabonus upon himself, Why did Yesik die before his brothers? Because he took upon himself Rabonus. Now, the Marashah asks, he says, but we find other members where it says it is a good thing to take on Rabonus. So he says the difference is like this. If a person, if a person is appointed as a rov, they ask him to become a rov, they appoint him as a leader, that's perfectly fine. That may be his responsibility, that may be his status in life. But if a person appoints himself as a rov, he comes along and says, look, I think I'm a good candidate, I think 
I wouldn't say a dictator, but he's sort of, he's manig, I doesn't say noig barabonus, he says manig asma barabonus. He puts himself at the forefront, he puts himself as a leader, that's where it, it takes away from his life. The only thing is, then, what about Yosef? Yosef was appointed to so the Mahashor, says, Anachanami, he took it more than manig asma barabonus. But nonetheless, you see that Rabbonus potentially can have a detrimental effect. I think others want to say that, to a certain extent, he was Manigatsu Rabbonus. I was wondering whether you could say very simple. Enochanami, at the beginning, they wanted him. But at the end, we know you had a pyro there at the end. Vayokum Erechadosham Mitzrayim, Ashele Yodah Yosef. Rashi says, it wasn't really, he didn't know Yosef. So Gemara says, Gemara says that he knew who Yosef was, but it also absolutely Yosef. So I knew it, it came to a time when, when it was very, um, very convenient for him to pretend he didn't know who Yosef was. Why? Because he wants to enslave the Yidden. It could well be that that was already before Yosef died. They already really wanted to get rid of Yosef. But they couldn't really because of everything he'd done. So to that, to that end, he was seen as being manning up from Verabons. Again, not that he actually forced himself upon them. But Lamaisa, they would have rather, by the time, by the end of it, they'd rather, they, they did enough of Yosef. He's taking all our money, etc. We want him out of it. So to that end, he was mumming out for Rabbonus, maybe you could say. But not in the, in the, uh, sort of the critical term, because obviously, he was uh, appointed to start with. Um, two points, just before, before you move on. One is, therefore, in a practical sense, when you offer somebody to bench, you have three points, I should say. First of all, is I think that they talk about this, what about if you're not a guest? So in which case, if you're not a guest, you don't really have to say the Hirotze. In other words, if you're offered to bench, but you're not a guest, some there's a few of you eating together. There's three of you eating in a restaurant, and somebody says, oh, how about you bench? You say, no, 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 no. Is that turning down the Kedosh HaBarachah? Because really, I'm not, there's no Barbarachah, Barbarachah. Let's speak about that. Uh, that is one, one thing. Some say, still, nonetheless, it's, uh, it's, it's got, they've got this element. Another thing is, and I remember this is the way they used to do it in Yeshiva as well, is because of this, you should be careful, and certainly with an Aliyah, if you, if you think the person may be a little shy, then you go around and say, if we give you the Kedosh HaBarachah, if we give you, will you bet? Don't go around somebody and say, hey, come on, you, you say Mizzou, because if they turn it down, it's not, you try to be very kind, but it uh, has opposite effects. And a lot of people don't realise this, by turning it down, they're turning down life. So the way they used to do it in Yeshiva, the government would go around and say, if I give you the, the coast, would you bench? And a lot of people, because it was in a big, uh, a lot of people there, they were too shy, they didn't want to do it. So therefore they said, no, that's not a problem. That's not what we said that may not apply nowadays, as a shout out to him, because you're not, Kasofa Boris means when you're the one who's going to bench for everyone. Nowadays everyone benches for themselves. On the other hand, he says maybe there's still a Milo, it's not so clear whether there is a Milo nowadays. But even if there is, okay, fine, that, that sort of Kasofa Boris is a good thing to do, but at least don't give them the, the, uh, the, the, the so, so Meira, don't give them that problem. Last he says, that's, that's, their, that's their own choice. Um, I mean, I, I, I always do remember in Tucker, there, there was an issue when they were going around, everyone was saying no, there was always, you know, there was one person who says, I'll bench, give it to me, I'll take the virus. There is such a thing. But, uh, um, and just what one, what one, one, uh, one thing I heard, I heard yesterday uh, from, from uh, Diane Aaron, it's just in, in Yonah de Yonah. says, Mipnei Ma, why was the base something just destroyed? So the Gemara says in the Dorian, why we exiled actually, it says, Amor of the Horet. So it says the Gemara in the Dorim, famous Gemara, Al Shulaborch of Atzeru of Atzeru, because it didn't make Berichas Atzeru. 
So there's a famous question, what does that mean? They didn't make a Torah, so they say they didn't, they didn't appreciate the Torah, they said, run, it brings her up in the air, not fine. He says, it sounds like a bit of a chafidah from from a, from a literature, but a beautiful idea that he said, just reminded me here, we've talked about Torah being the key to life. He says, you go to somebody, you say to him, tell me, what would you like? You can, you can ask for one bracha, I'll give you a bracha. Give me, pick, take your pick, one thing I can ask you. The person may say, I, I, I could do with, the, with, with, with a good pound offer. You go to another person, gesund, you know, good health. You go to each person, they've got happiness. Each person has got their idea of what their number one is. And where does Torah come? Some people, they want Torah. Of course they want to be great in Torah. But that's number three on the list, number four, maybe number five on the list. Yeah, for a lot of people, Panosik answers, gesund, happiness. That's how Shalei Boris about Torah about Spiller, he says. Where did the where did the bracha of Torah come? That's the true bracha. He said, and they turned that down. Other things come first. He says that was what Amor of the Oris. That's why the Beit Hamikdash was destroyed because that's our foundation, as we've said in the past. He said Beit Hamikdash was was built Al Hara Maria, which is Torah. The Sanhedrin were the were the underpinning. They were the ones who gave back the key. It says they gave back the key, and it went back to Shemaim, and they saw it was time for the Beit Hamikdash to be destroyed. They are the underpinning. And that's also the Baruch Hu It's not the literal Taish in the Gemara, most definitely not. But it's a beautiful Zahar in the, in the Gemara. I'll show you Baruch Hu Bateri That has to be our, 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 everything else that is number two, three, and four. Continues on the Gemara. Vomar Rav Yehuda Amar Rav. I'll try and tell you, it's about halfway down. That's about as much as I can tell you. About halfway down, the line begins in Shenegat Mubarabon. Vomar Rav Yehuda Amar Rav. Shresha Tzurichim Rachamim. There's three things that a person has to ask Rachamim for. As Rashi puts it, because these three things are in the hands of our Kodesh Baruch What are they? Melech Tov, a good king. Shana Tov, a good year. Vachalon Tov, and a good dream. Melech Tov, the Chsivah that writes, Palge Mayim, as basically the channels, channels of water, but it's Palge Mayim, it's the water branches off. Leave Melech Biyad Hashem. So too is the heart of the king in the hands of Hashem. This is... There is another post which, which uh, says Leib Malachim. It says basically the heart of, of, of kings are in the hand of Hashem. But they bring these sort of psukim as, as the source. Many, many uh, Mepharshim say that this idea that a king doesn't have a fear. At least with regard to the monstrous aspect, not his own actions, his heart is in the hand of Hashem. Like with water. The water can be directed this way, it can be directed that way. You dig, you can redirect the water just by digging a channel. So to the hearts of kings is Hashem will direct it according to uh, where Hashem sees fit. Certain times Hashem puts put, put, uh, put into uh, autopilot. Hashem takes over. It's no longer the pilot isn't, you're not in your, in your own hands. But anyway, so the idea is that a good king, that's in the hands of Hashem. So you've got to dive into Hashem for that. Shana Tova, for a good year, the civil rights, Tommy Dini, Hashem, at a careful bar. Dives of Hashem, your gods are always on it. May Rishis Hashan of Adaparishana, from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Hashem is the one who decides what's going to be with the year. And Chaloim Tov for a good dream, the Chsilazi writes, Vatachlimini, which we're darshaning, although Vatachlimini literally means to heal me. That's actually what the word Chaloim will speak, maybe we're going to speak at great length about dreams. But Chaloim comes from the expression, Cholam means to make, make better, to heal. As well, it means the opposite as well. We'll speak about Rishim Shanafal Hashem. When we come to dreams, we'll speak about that. And the Hakayini. 
But I'm asking you, Hashem, and I had a dream, that's how we dash me, like Hachimim is an expression of having a dream, the Hachayini, bring, give me life. In other words, you should bring it out for the good. Because we're going to see that a dream can go for the good, it can go for the bad. Then it's, it's, it can go either way. So you're asking, that's in the hands of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu that the dream should go for the, for the, for the good side. The Marashor says, I mean, we find there's, there's three other things which are in the hands of Hashem. We say three keys are in the hands of Hashem. So what do we say? Parnosa, Tchiyat Amesim, and Bonim, all these things, Bonim, Chaye, Mamazayna, in the hands of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Why these? The Marashor says that it could be these three things are actually, they are all to do with Rosh Hashanah. They're all to do with Rosh Hashanah. Obviously Rosh Hashanah in itself, so for a good year, that, that we understand. But Chalom Tov, we find that if a person has a dream on, on a Rosh Hashanah over which he has to fast, for the rest of his life he has to fast. That's why it's so important, this, this idea that a person doesn't fast on Rosh Hashanah. If once a person fasts, he has to fast on Rosh Hashanah for the rest of his life. You see, whereas, the person's son has a bad dream and over that he fasts, well fine, he fasts that one day, that's it. So you see, there's obviously something about a dream on Rosh Hashanah which is, which is, is perhaps more potent, and therefore we're doubling, we're makish rachim on Rosh Hashanah, we shouldn't have such a dream. What was the last one? Was also the, um, Shana Sobel, that was the dream, and the Merasto, but obviously Merasto, Hayim Harasodon, this is the day of, of pronouncing Hashem's Malchus, Malchus Yisrael is all about Malchus Shomai. A true Jewish king is just a representative of Master Shomai. So they've got everything to do, to do with, uh, with Rosh Hashanah. They also say because all these things can actually flip from, they can seem good and then suddenly turn bad. You can have a Chalot, which seems good, yet it gets a bad interpretation and it becomes bad. A good year, it starts off good, there's been a good decree, there'll be a lot of rain. As the Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah, if we're not worthy, what will happen to that rain? Yeah, there'll be plenty of rain. But in an absolutely useless area where you don't want it. But being in your back garden where you'd rather be able to enjoy it, you'd rather be in the fields out there where we'd, where we'd gain from it. Not being associated with your summer. If it's, if it's, uh, things can change. And so to a Melech as well. It's a good, good appointment to start with and things uh, turn, turn bad. So therefore, because of this, we've got to be Melech Rachman from our Kodesh Baruch. Omar Rabbi Yechonon, continue on. Says Rabbi Yechonon. Shalosha Devarim, there's three things, Machlis Aleim HaKadosh Baruch Hu that HaKadosh Baruch himself announces, he calls out about them. Ve'idahin, and these are they. Ra'av, when there's famine, Vosoiva, plenty, Uparnas Tov, and a good Paranos, uh, like leader, Paranos, like, uh, like Paranosa, somebody who provides and looks after everyone. Ra'av, where do we find about famine? The Ksilisi writes, Kikara Hashem Lorov. Because Hashem called out famine, the Gomer. Seva, plenty, the Tzibazir writes, the Karoti and Adogon, and I called, says Hashem, to the produce, the Herbatiator, and I caused it to increase. Paranos Tov, a good Paranos, a good leader, a good provider, the Tzibazir writes, the Potter writes, Vayidabe, I should say, Vayidabe Hashem, and Hashem, and Hashem spoke to Moshe, saying, Re'ei Karoti Veshem, see that I have called so Betzalel, the shame Betzalel, I've called Betzalel by name, we're going to the Hishra the Mishkan. That's a Parnas, it's a leader in, 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 in that sense. What does it mean, a Karoti? Hashem didn't speak to Betzalel. Says the Marashah, he didn't speak to Betzalel. By Yikra al means he called to Moshe. Do you find he spoke to Betzalel? He didn't speak to Betzalel. Rather, it means I've got a Karoti announcement. I made the announcement who should be the, the Parnas in this case. 
Omer Rabbi Yitzchak says Rabbi Yitzchak, Ein ma'amidim parnas ala tzibur, erem keinim lochem b'tzibur. You don't appoint a parnas over the tzibur without consulting with the tzibur first. As we know, whenever you make, this has good, good grounding, when you appoint a, somebody as a chazan, a rov, a gaba, any, any of these appointments, you have to go through a boat. You have to check with the tzibur. You know, for example, a chazan, a chazan who's not, not Marutzal Atzibur, shouldn't be the chazan. Somebody forces his way in there, Hashem says, I'm not interested in such a person. It's got to be Marutzal Atzibur. So you find this idea, we don't appoint a Parnasal Atzibur unless you check with the tzibur. Where do we, what's the source for this? Shenem, as it says, Ru'usi, Koro Hashem B'Shem, B'Tala. The Hashem cool by name B'Tala. Omara HaKadosh Baruch Hu Moshe, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Moshe, Moshe, Hogan Olecho B'Talel, do you think B'Talel is a good, a good appointment? Is he fitting for you? So Omar Loish, they said to him, sorry, Omar Loish, Moshe said to him, Rebbeinu Shalaylo, Im Lefonecho Hogan, if he's fitting before you, Lefonai Lo Kol Shekin, isn't that Kol Shekin before me? Now the Marashor explains, what this means is like this, to be a Paranos type, You've got to have, from his perspective, he's got to be somebody who treats the tzibur with, with loving kindness. He's saving us out, so he's patient with the tzibur, he understands. Like we see with Moshe, it's not always easy to be a, not always easy, they say, as, as they say, you know, to, to be a, a, a rob is, not, is not, a, not a job for a good, good uh, Jewish boy. It's a very difficult thing. You've got everyone who's got a different opinion on everything, as Rizal Salanti used to say. What well, the Rabbi Salanta used to say? He used to say, if a, a rob who is liked by everyone is not a rob. And a rob who is liked by no one is not a match. A rob who just moves with everyone to make everyone happy, that's not a rob. That's not his job. His job is to be a leader. He's got to make the decisions. He's not going to be popular for everything. But uh, on the other hand, if, you, if you're not liked by anyone, that's also there's something wrong there. So it's got to be... And that's the same, you see, you go to our greatest leader of all time, you see that Moshe. When he was about to die, suddenly everyone, they didn't want to go out to battle, because they knew, they appreciated who Moshe was. They appreciated who he was. But am I to look at the, 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 uh, the troubles they gave him throughout? And that's what he said, he said to Yeshua. When he asked our Scottish Prophet to appoint, to appoint somebody, he said, Isha said, Ruach, boys. it's got to be somebody who has... He understands the different ruchas, he understands, I don't know if it's from that possible, but there's got to be somebody who understands the different attitudes of people, he's got to be able to roll with them. So, that's Mitzad the parents. Mitzad us, however, Mitzad the people who are under his, under his guidance, we say Chazal have to treat him with the, with the, with the appropriate covers. we've got to give him the appropriate honor. So therefore, this was the question. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Moshe, do you think, do you think that this, uh, the Tzalah I'm going to appoint, do you think the people will, will appoint, uh, will, will uh, treat him with their, with their appropriate, with their appropriate covet? So he said, look, I don't know. If you think that he's, uh, he's somebody who, from his perspective, can do his job, he can be served as Atzibur, then, because the two go hand in hand. If he can do his job, then we should be treating him with covet. If he can't do his job, then he's not fitting to be a rob, in the case of a rob, in this case, he's not fitting to be this betala, then we don't have to treat him with the, with the direct covet. They go hand in hand, says the, says the marshal. 
So he said to Akkadish Baruch, if you feel he can do his job, he can be said that as Asiba, he knows. You may be wondering, what's this got to the time of Sayyid? You know, you know with the Talos, what's the grace of Chosma with, with the Talos? It's a Chacham Leib. They, they say that the, the Chosma of the Talos was, they give, it, they give a Moshe of somebody, I think it was actually a true story, I think, I think it was with Reb Chaim Velozma, I think. He once went collecting, and um, I don't know if this one was uh, maybe, maybe mixing up different stories, but there is definitely a story which went on this that um, the person the person came collecting. He went on a he came on a, a, a nice carriage sort of thing. He was, I suppose, presumably, he was trying to make uh, make it look good, you know, presentable. And because he came to a certain auction, the auction said he wouldn't give, and he said, he said, why? He wouldn't give a large donation. He said, do you think I should pay for your, for your large carriage? And it's a bit like, you know, people come collect. And they, they, they object. I'll send it directly to the yeshiva. I'll take, send it directly to your place. Well, I'm not paying for the cab. They take whatever their cut is. Okay? I'm not saying right or wrong. But what he, what, uh, I think it was Rabbi Chaim said, maybe in that story, he says, he brought this thing with Batala. He says, when you give your donation, you're right. For every, let's say, Thousand pounds, so two hundred pounds goes to to uh, to the uh, administrator. And you're right. If ten people each give a hundred pounds, so two of them, their money's going to the administration. Only eight hundred is going to people who are actually earn it. But you can give it to whatever you want. The the the, the chokhmah of the seller was when you gave your money. You could then say, I want it to be part of the orange. I want that the Zal to be part of the menorah. And he was able to see the machshavis of every single person. Not just which kli. The machshavis, the deep machshavis which went into it, he was able to be inside that into every kli. He said, so too here. The same idea here. If you want your money to go to the Lord of the Torah, your money will be going to the Lord of the Torah. I want if all ten people want that, all ten, leave that to our All ten will be going to that. How? You don't have to worry how it works. That's what he said. That, that was the Chacham of the Talos. So therefore, if he knows how to be Sever HaTzibur, it means he knows how to balance all the different Machshobas of all the different people, so in which case, in which case, most definitely we have to treat him in Chobot. He'll be a good, good partner for us as well. He, he, was, he was extraordinary in, 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 in many ways. I've seen as well the, the, the great Chochmah as well. Remember, he created an aura. I mean, it's more than the work of, of a human being. It was with, 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 with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. He created an aura which didn't take up any space. Now, a human being can't do that. Obviously, it's got to be that there's some, something much more. They say, they say, possible to speak about it in a second. It, it comes from his mysterious method. I once saw that. It, it comes because we know that Salel was Ben Uri Ben Chur. Chor died al Kedush Hashem. That's why the Talmud was with the reward. The Masi Yehuda the Meshach Hakma brings was from Nachshon Aminado. We jumped into the to, to the waters. That was the waters of Torah, I suppose you could say. And uh, the Meshach says, why was he there for this tremendous Chacham? Because of the material Nachshon from Miriam. It comes from Miriam. Miriam in 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 uh, in, um, in Mitzrayim. Now we say when it comes to Torah, we say Odom Kiyomus Ba'ayah. Ein Divrei Torah Mitzrayim in Erebedisha Meimis Atmei Adel. That if you want here, if you want Torah to be in the sky and to stand for all eternity, you've got to be Mimis Asnada. You've got to do the opposite. You've got to, so to speak, kill yourself over Torah, and then Divrei Torah Mishkayim. It's the opposite effect. The more you kill yourself over Torah, the more your Divrei Torah will be Mishkayim. 
I don't mean literally take a gun to your head. It means with mysterious nefesh. Well, normally when a person dies, that means it's the end of his life. And yet the Torah is doing the opposite. When he's dying over Torah, he's, so to speak, making his life finite, so to speak. The Torah is becoming more and more infinite. It's the opposite effect. Yeah? I can experience as well. What? Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm just saying it's, it's the opposite. This is talking the opposite. You'd expect the Mamis Atmos to happen. The opposite. The, the more your Mamis Atmos, the more it's misguided. So, to, since he was able to be, he has this pair from the serious Nefesh, his Mamis Atmos on, on, on Torah through his, I mean, through his ancestors as well, he was able to create an aura which was Mamish Miskayim. Miskayim was above all parameters space, time, etc. It defies all logic. That's the ultimate key. Something is only, only subject to, to uh, parameters because it's within the dimensions of time. Something which is above the dimensions of time is eternal. The Orem was above time, above, above space, it was above all physical dimensions. Who could create such a thing? Only somebody who's made this up more than Somebody who's the icon of the serious nefesh. We'll come, we'll come to that in a second, perhaps. So let's, let's, let's move on a little bit first. We're going to see this, how this story went through. So fine, so Moshe said, yeah, I, I trust he'll be a, if you say he's going to be, he'll be able to be civil as possible, then most definitely we'll treat him with the, with the covers. So, um, fine. So, Omar Rebbeinu Shalom, so he said that, sorry, Omar Rebbeinu Shalom said to him, Afabi can't even so, leich Omar go consult with the civil, go tell the civil. Horat for Omar Rebbeinu Shalom, so he went along and told Kali Shalom, and he said to them, Hogin on Echem Betzalel, Betzalel is going to be good for you, you're going to be able to treat him with the right covet? So Omri says, Stephanie, look, if now Kodesh Baruch Hu upon Echol who hogan, if in the eyes of my Kodesh Baruch Hu and for you, Moshe, he's fitting, and all that you believe he's a good, he's going to be a good partner, then upon the end of the Kolshkin, it's not Kolshkin in front of us, and it's definitely will, he's a good partner, so of course we're going to treat him with the, with the appropriate covet. Omri Rabbi Shmuel Ban Achmeni, Omri Rabbi Yenafon. The Tzadah, why would you call the Tzadah? Al Shem Chof Mosle Nikro, it's because of his Chofma, that's why he's called the Tzadah. Because the Shosh Omano HaKadosh Baruch Now, we're going to read this story. Think about it and see if you can explain to me this. Because it's, it's a pattern. They all speak about this. The Shosh Omano HaKadosh Baruch At the time when HaKadosh Baruch said to him, the Moshe, he said to Moshe, Leich Emor Le Betzalel. Go tell Betzalel, Asedi Mishkan Oren Mekedim. Go make for me the Mishkan, the Oren and the Kedim. That's the order he said to... Now, this is in Parashat Kisitha. The way Rashi and Tosus learn is in Parashat Kisitha. Right? Mishkan, then Oren and Moshe, Moshe went along, Vohopak, and he switched it around. And Pasha's Turumo, which is apparently when he told the Tadal about to be Echoli Turumo, Vohopak, and he said to him, Ase Oren the Kedem Umishkon. Make the Oren Kedem Umishkon. So he switched it around. So Omar Loi. So the Tadal said to him, Moshe Rabbeinu, Min Hogeshaloidom, the normal way of the world is, Odom Boine Bayes, the Afakach Machnes, the Sechei Kedem. You first build your house, then you put the Kedem in. When you build your house, you don't go buy your dining room table and your cabinets and all these things and the kitchen cabinets and sort of have them hanging on the wall and then start building the walls around it. You don't do that. You build the house and then you put the kedem in. That's the normal way to do it. The outside, and you're telling me, I say the orange kedem and mishkan, do it in that order, the orange kedem and then the mishkan. Kedem shan yosa lehechan afnitim, where am I going to put the kedem? Shemokacham alokha korosporko. Maybe really what korosporko said to you was, I say mishkan orange the kedem. Maybe he told you, first make the Mishkan and then the Oren and the Kedem. So Omar Rizim Moshe said to him, Shem of Yitzov, Yodasov, 
Maybe you were there in the shadow of God and you knew what our Kodesh Baruch Hu said to me. Amazing. What's the obvious question though? Exactly. If it's wrong, even if it's not wrong, why did Moshe change the order? That's the part of what's, what's going on here. It's a very, very, very tough question. But at the same token, there's another question they ask as well. The Talal says, I, well, let, let me just go, go with this question first. He says, oh, what are we going to do with the Canaan? If you don't have a house, where are you going to put the Canaan? So he made the Mishkan first, yeah? When was the Mishkan, everything was ready in Kisei? When did they set it all up? Not till Nisan. So in which case, why couldn't he have made it the other way around anyway? They didn't set up the Mishkan. The Canaan weren't put inside the Mishkan anyway till Nisan. What's, what's going on over there? Another question is, what, what's this Betel Kelo you in the shadow of God? What was that? The, the sort of the, the basic sort of approach they generally take. I'll just tell you sort of what one or two approaches, and I'd like to suggest that suggest an idea as well. Is they say that it's a question of perspective. We have to understand the Mishkan was like obviously it was the structure that was the edifice, and the Kedem represents the sort of the the medium through which we serve our Kaddish Prophet, with the Oron, the icon of Torah, the, 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 uh, the uh, menorah, the light of, of Torah, etc., etc. This is the, the medium, that's sort of the Neshama, if you want, the, the Mishkan with the Guf, and the Kedem are the Neshama. One way they put it is like this. I don't remember exactly who said what, but that Somebody who is more Gashmi will notice Gashmi before Rosmi. In other words, let's say I meet somebody. I meet my friend. The first thing I notice is the body. Then I notice he begins to move. I notice he blinks or whatever it is. I notice he's living. Then I actually have a conversation with him. I see actually he's quite clever, this guy. So you start with the most physical, because we live in a physical world. We associate first with the physical. For somebody who is spiritual, he associates with spirituality first. Moshe Rabbeinu, at the point when he saw this whole thing, how the Mishkan was going to be built, he saw it when he had been, he was a Malach HaRekin. He hadn't eaten for 40 days, 40 nights, he was up on, he was a Malach HaRekin. So to him, he saw the Canaan first. He saw, he was showing this, this uh, image, and he saw the Canaan uh, and then the Bessano says, look, we're living in a physical world. He was Chorosh Bechayshe. He's described as Chorosh Bechayshe. Chorosh is the physical, the craftsman. Chayshe is the expression of Achshon, in that order. He said, we have to build the Kedem, we're building it for Klali Torah, our physical, and we ultimately rise up from the physical. He said, Moshe, you're talking, you're right. That's the way I thought of He wanted it built. But I saw it from a different perspective. That, that's, that's how in the Goen Yaakov puts it. The innocent Ibishet, all very, very similar sorts of ideas. He says that Shafiq was showing it all together, and he says, so to speak, Moshe felt that 
he felt, he, 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 he says about this, he, again, he gives a couple of shots in, but he says that, I think that's in the first shot he says, that most, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu's perspective, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Mishkom was closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, whatever that means. The Canaan was slightly further, Moshe was sitting opposite, so what did he see closer to him? He saw the cave. If we have two objects between me and you, right, between where we're sitting, okay? So, I've got my Gomorrah and this bench. So to me, I see the Gomorrah first and then the bench. You see the bench first and then the Gomorrah. Moshe was sitting pair el pair, he was sitting opposite to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Ponim el Ponim to HaKadosh Baruch therefore whatever that means, but he thought that another way around. But Zadel, but Zel Tehlo Yisra, you were sitting in the shadow of God, he was sitting with HaKadosh Baruch that's, that, that's, that, that's what one shot he gives. The other shot he says is... Sorry? He was suggesting to Moshe, maybe you got it wrong. The way round, the order should be the other way round. And Moshe said, Taki, you're right. You're seeing it from the perspective of Allah Hu. He, he, he gives another pshat there again. You know what, we're going to end up with too, too many pshat. So, you can see the basic idea, it's a question of perspective. I'd like to just suggest a pshat, which I think, I, I think provides a, a, a very interesting sort of lesson. A, a, a couple of months ago, somebody asked me the following question. He said, in Parashat Shemini, it writes there, when it's listing the order of animals, not order, it lists out the animals which are non-kosher. You've got the chazir, and it puts there the shofon and the arnebes. Whatever the shofon, the hare and the rabbit, whatever you want to call them, the shofon and the arnebes. In Parashat A, it puts it the other way around, the arnebes and then the shofon. Why the change in order? That's what he wanted to know. And he said by, this, by the same token, if you look at, look at Misakas Uksum, when it mentions them, it takes the positive from Re'eh, so it's in the order of Re'eh and not Shemini. Why is that? So I looked around a little bit. I did find one or two who, who, uh, who um, sort of raised the question. And they, they sort of latch on to a medrash. There's a medrash which says that there's four animals mentioned there, and they correspond to the four exiles. And it says, the Arnebeth is Yovot, is Greece, there's no Gomorrah and Megillah, and the Shofan is Perat, is Persia. So give a Peshat based on that. So I said, based on that Medrash, we could say like this. We know Greece, Yovot, represented a spiritual threat to Kladiso. That's the Hanukkah story. Perat, the Modai, is the physical threat. That is, the Purim story. Homo wanted to destroy us physically. In Persia's Ayikra, that's what we call the Torah of Hashem. From Hashem's perspective, he's more concerned about our physical well-being. He puts the Shofan first. First the Persia, the physical well-being, and then the Arnebeth. Hashem says, if I've got a choice, the person's not well. The person's in Sarkon, Hashem says, I'd rather have the Yiddish life, break my Shabbos, and as Rashi puts it, Hashem would rather have the Nefesh of Yisrael than his Torah. Hashem loves us more, Kaviyochel, than the Torah. Ultimately, we'll be able to keep more Torah if a person's alive. But says our Kodesh Baruch Hu, the Nefesh of a Yid is more beloved to me than the, than the Torah, than, than my mitzvah. So the Shofan comes first and then the Arnevah. But in Pasha, in Sefer Devorim, that's Periyach Moshe, Moshe is recounting it all like this, the Tefoth, it's all Moshe saying it, he puts Arnevahs first. Because we have to be prepared to give up our lives for the Torah. 
There are never the mitzvahs have to come first. There are halachas when a person has to die. Okay, this Hashem, we're not talking about the, 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 uh, the details of it. But the concept is that we have to be prepared to have a serious nefesh. Things may not always be so convenient. But we have to be prepared to, uh, to, um, to, to get, get, get up for that. And that suggests that's the same idea here. When you're building a house, the normal thing you do is, you build the house, you see how, how big your plot of land is, you build it, and then you see what you can fit in there. You don't normally say, well, I need a dining room table this size, so therefore, I'm going to build my house accordingly. That's not normal to do that. Yes, it's true, you won't build a dining room this size, because you, you know you've got to get a, dining, uh, a, a table in there. But you first build the house, and then you think, right, now what can I get into the house? But if you've got a crown jewel there, then you build the house around the crown jewel, don't you? With the security, the thickness of the wall, everything is designed around the outer chamber, the inner chamber, everything is designed. What is the correct perspective? HaKadosh Baruch from his perspective, he doesn't, he says to us, I love you so much, like a loving father, I'm not going to push you too far. You build the Mishkan first, which is your body. Then by you pass the Akhav Nishmas Chaim. Then Hashem says, you learn as much as you can, I'm not asking for more than you can do. That's it. You put the Kalim inside the Mishkan. Whatever Kalim can fit inside the Mishkan, I have not told you, you can have much of it as Hashem, I'm not asking you for more than that. You've got to be able to live. But Moshe says no. From our perspective, it's got to be the other way around. Moshe is sitting opposite our Kodesh Baruch My right hand is your left hand. Moshe sees it from the other side. That's from your perspective, our Kodesh Baruch But from our perspective, we have to be the other way around. We have to be prepared to build our life, to build our Mishkan around the Kedem. We have to be able to say, right, things may not be so convenient, we'll redesign our day to fit in with the life of Torah. That's from our perspective. Comes on Vitalo and he says, it's very nice, Moshe Rabbeinu, somebody of your stature, who's living on such large that you can demand that of Kralitzah. But at the end of the day, we've got to be realistic, we're living in a, in a physical world. And Vitalo was the one who had that balance. Because as we, I said before, and Bitsala was the icon of Messias Nefesh. Chur, Nashem in Aminoza, Bitsala, he was somebody who was the icon of Messias Nefesh for Hashem. Yet, nonetheless, he said, we have to be Chorosh Tocheshit. We have to build from the physical world upwards. We have to build our Mishkan and we have to be realistic. It's, it's actually forbidden for a person to take on more than he can take on. Yes, ultimately, we have to live with that idea we've got to, Bechol of Abachol, Bechol Nafshach, to be able to be. To be, to be prepared to give up our lives. But start small and build from there. What did Moshe say now is useful? He said to him, A shadow is different to a mirror. As far as I'm aware, tell me if you think I'm wrong. But a mirror, you see the reflection. When I'm sitting opposite you, your right hand is my hand. That was Moshe. He was sitting opposite our Kodesh Baruch He was reflecting the way we have to behave towards our Kodesh Baruch but, but Yeshua was sitting Kel. When you're sitting in the shadow, a shadow is not the reflection. It walks side by side by you. Well, in front of you, depending on where the sun is at that time. But it walks with you. Correct? It represents, because the sun shines down, it gives you an absolute image. That's the way the Tzadol saw it. You've seen it from our Kodesh Baruch's perspective. But yet, on the other hand, you're going to put into it that Kayak, because as we said, he was having a serious nefesh, your Choros Vachesheh. 
That was the godless of uh, It's not a question of where you're going to put the Kedim. The, the, the Mishnah is not going to be built in time. Of course, physically it's going to be built in time. You can't build the Kedim and then try and build a Mishkan, a mishkan around it, he says. What if your Mishkan can't take it? Not everyone's on Moshe Rabbeinu. We do have a physical body. And if you build the Kedim first, it could be you'll never be able to build a physical body which, which can uh, fit around it. The Torah is infinite. You, it's impossible. The only way you can do it is by building the body first and then fitting as much Torah inside it. Well, I'll just end with one point. And that is he didn't sacrifice on it. Because if you think about the Nishon, the Nishon is limited inside my body, but it's still infinite, isn't it? It's a bit like a, bit like a marshal. If you've got a candle, you've got a light, the light shines far and beyond. If you build four walls around it, suddenly the light is limited. The light's not really limited. You've just built walls around it, haven't you? So too, that's the way of the Nishon. At night, when the Nishon wakes up, we're going to come to Chaloma soon, goes all the way up into the, the, to the, uh, the upper, upper world, it's free of the body. He says, that's the order it has to be. That's the way Hashem created man for that reason. If you build something infinite, and then you try and build around, you won't possibly be able to do that. It's impossible. It has to be the other way around. So to Gemara. Omar Rabbi Yehud Omar the Tzalel knew how to combine the letters with which heaven and earth were created. And Hashem filled him with the, with the Spirit of God. It's probably best just leave it like that. It literally means, we, we, in English normally we say with wisdom, with understanding and with knowledge. Chokhmah is the, is the, the uh, well, the knowledge. So when it comes from Bina is to extrapolate Maven's of Metosova, and Das is what connects Chokhmah and Tzibunah. Vuxiv Hotman arrives with regard to creation of the world. Hashem the Chokhmah Yosad Oret. Hashem, with Chokhmah, he foundations a, a, an earth, a land. Chening Shomayim, he established the heavens Tzibunah with Tzibunah. So you've got the Tzibunah and the Chokhmah already. Uchsiv then arrives with Datoi, with his Das, that's the third one, Thomas Nikol. The, um, the, uh, the depths were split open. So that's the creation of the world. And as Rashi says, this is, uh, this is what's the idea of being with Tariq Oetius. He says, to anyone who uh, has got any understanding of this, it's in, in uh, Sefi Yitzira. Discusses this idea of being with Tariq Oetius to create Shomayim and Oren. And that's the idea because the Mishkan is obviously a microcosm of the entire, the entire universe. And so to, in turn, we are that a microcosm of the Mishkan, a in, in uh, we are the true Hechel. That's why many say if they wouldn't have sinned the Egal, they wouldn't have needed the Mishkan. The Sephardim and others take on that. Omar Rabbi Yechanan says, Rabbi Yechanan, in HaKadosh Baruch Hu Nesin Chokhmah, Erel Mishi Yishper Chokhmah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu only gives Chokhmah to somebody who's got Chokhmah. Shanaman says, Yoid Chokmasalikimen, he gives wisdom to the wise, Umamza Aliyade Bino, and he gives um Das Liyade Bino to those who know who have Das, who have an understanding. So Shoma Rav Tahlifa Bar Ma'arova Rav Tahlifa Bar Ma'arova, presumably somebody from Eritrea, but he heard he heard this uh, this limud. Rabbi Abo and he said in front of Rabbi Abo. So Omar Isi, Rabbi Avohu, said to him, 
you learn it from there, that Posuk, that Posuk in Doniel, and then Mihochem Asin Yon We learn it from the following Posuk. Dichsev is a right, Uvedev Kochacham Lev Nosati Chochma. And I give Chochma, I have given Chochma into the hearts of anyone who's, uh, who's a Chochma. The obvious question is, where does it start? The chicken or the egg? If you're not a Chochma, you only become a Chochma because Hashem gives you Chochma. But you said you only give, Hashem only gives Chochma to somebody who's a Chochma, so where, where does it start? Huh? Wait, this, this is talking about the side of the apples, yeah. yeah. I, I, probably the most partial way of explaining it is, is you can only give, you can only teach somebody to become musical if they've got musical, if they're naturally musical. If you've got somebody who's tone deaf, you're never going to be able to teach them to sing nicely. So maybe improve it a little bit, but you can't really make them into the, the number one husband uh, in the world, the number one musician. Okay? Somebody who doesn't have a mathematical brain, he's never going to become the number one mathematician in the world. I mean, that, that's... Somebody who his aspirations are to have Chokhmah, that means he is a Chokhmah, that's what Hashem gives the Chokhmah. Somebody whose aspirations are to become, uh, to be able to have the top memory in the world, to be able to remember uh, a, t- a telephone directory off by heart, never, so he'll never have Chokhmah Satoru. Okay, he'll never have this Chokhmah. Yeah, I think the way the, the Gaon puts it in Evan Shalema, he says, the true Chokhmah, obviously is Chokhmah Satoru, it's Chokhmah Salokhus, that only takes effect on something which is absolutely complete. So you've got to have self-completion before the, the Chochmah. It's the opposite of the way we already had this earlier. We said a full clean, normally a full clean, you can't fill it anymore. Something which is empty, you can fill. With HaKadosh Baruch it's the opposite. Something which is full, is complete inside itself, HaKadosh Baruch can fill it more. Somebody who's raped, somebody who's empty, he's got no, the way we're saying, he doesn't have these aspirations, he'll never have the Chochmah. Omar system. Here we start now the Sukhya of Chalomus. The Sukhya is on now for two or three blocks. Omar of Sister, Sesh of Sister. Ko Chalom Velotovus. It's fine to have any Chalom, to have any dream, but not one over which a person has to fast. The person has a bad dream, there's something called the Tainus Chalom, to fast. That's what Hashem will see. It doesn't mean every time a person has a nightmare, he's got to start fasting. The vast, vast majority of Chalomus nowadays mean nothing. We'll see. But um, any fast, but not a fast, not, sorry, not a dream, any dream to have, but not a dream which a person has to fast over. The oral says, however, means opposite. It's good to have any dream, don't, any dream which a person has whilst he's fasting, it's not a good, not a good sign. Bormer of sister, and says of sister, a dream which has not yet been interpreted, is It's like a letter which has not yet been read. Now, what does that mean? It's like a letter which has not been read. Rashi says it means it's not yet good, it's not bad. Now, here we, that's the as we go along, we'll, we'll try and explain how, how dreams work, or possibly try and understand how dreams work. But the way I always understood it is like this. The Marshal already introduces these sorts of ideas. It's a bit like if you want the Derek Moshal is like a potential energy. A dream is a potential energy. Nothing's happened yet. If you want to use, and am using the Derek Moshal, don't take it too literally, but it's like the idea of this Einstein's theory, the idea that you can create matter from light, you can create matter from, from, from energy. 
So too, it's the same idea with the Chalom. We'll explain as Hashem as we go along why, how this works. Ultimately, we'll see based on the Ramchal, the Ramchal in Derech Hashem explains how dreams work. That a, a true dream comes, all, it comes through all the links of the Nisham. It comes from up above. It comes from Amalot. And then it comes down into the physical world. It comes into the body. But therefore, it's just a potential action. A dream teller, as we'll see, Tosus Tucker holds, the God argues in this, but a dream teller, somebody who's a dream interpreter, is not Tolian Chosm. It's to do with the mother in which he's born, Tosus says over the page. It's not, it's not a Chosm. It's a certain chaos they have to be able to materialize that, that potential. And that's why, as we'll see, a Chalom can be interpreted for the bad and it'll become bad. The same Chalom can be interpreted for the good and it'll become good. You can have a Chalom which is interpreted 24 different ways we're going to see, and all of them will come true. And all of the portions, the Ben Yoyot, and they all start by this. How can you have a dream which has 24? We'll see, that's Hashem, not a problem based on, based on this idea. Just introducing the idea now. That a Chalom is a potential, I think it's the, the um, I think the, the Shem Shemrafal Hirsch says, it comes to the word Chalmon. The Chalmon of, of an egg. Is, the, is basically the embryo. It's just that in that early stages where everything's mixed up, because the Chalom is a mix, it's just a mixed up picture. But from there it develops into, into a, from that embryotic state it becomes into something. That's the basic idea. And then for a Chalom, before it's been interpreted, it's like a letter which has not be, yet been opened. You've got no clue what's in that letter. It doesn't affect you yet, particularly. You open that letter and you find it's an after bill, it's going to make you very sad. You open the letter and you find you just won, you won, a, you just won the premium bond. It's going to make you very happy. But before it's opened, it could go either way. So to a chalom, before it's been opened, it's not yet good, it's not yet bad. Before it's been interpreted. On the other hand, by the other, you may see in which case it's not worth ever getting your dreams interpreted. But you know what happens if you've got a letter sitting there, the intrigue builds and builds and builds. You want to know what it, what, what, what's in that letter. So to a chalom will give you no rest like we learn with Parah. So that, that, it was... His ruach was, was uh, he, he gave him no rest, because a person like that left, and intrigue builds up, eventually you have to go, we'll see, therefore, that's Hashem, we'll go into this tomorrow, we'll take it on from here, this idea that a dream, how you can get your dream, so to speak, interpreted for the good, all about Thomas Chalom, and uh, about Bricus Kernim, uh, we'll see more about that, that's Hashem, tomorrow. Yeah.